Welcome back to Ronomatic Lens. I'm your host, Sherry Michelle. Let's go. Ah, you would not believe where I am in Hawaii right now. I'm in bed. <laughs> and I do not say that proudly. I got some things to fill you in on. I hurt my back. I have a pinched nerve in my back. That's what I narrowed it down to. This kind of electric shock pain uh, that I thought would get better the more I walked. And by the time it occurred to me to really research that, I'd already really screwed it up and made it so much worse. So I actually re-injured my back um, playing with this lovely dog Lonnie I probably told you about on my last pupper sit pupper kidder sit in Honolulu here and I just um, thought that I would get you up to date because I haven't done a podcast in weeks and I apologize for that I know I said I would do one every week and (laughs) then Hawaii happened and I don't really have any quiet space to work unless I'm like out walking or something. So bear with me. So you might remember I first hurt my back back when I had the book businesses during, let's see, 2021 with Amazon and eBay. I was leaning over to my right, scanning books on a shelf in uh, a thrift store and It took me at least a month to get back to normal. So this time I was, I've re-injured it one other time and I don't remember what I was doing when that happened, but this time I was leaning over to my right again as I bounced onto the bed with Lonnie, this beautiful sweetheart boxer. And uh, I knew the second it happened that I'd re-injured it, but it didn't get so bad right away not until like I just decided to keep walking and walking more and more and uh, so I did like four miles four miles anyway so uh, I did that two days in a row and got to the point where I could hardly get back to my room and had to have some my things upstairs so I've been icing and eating it since then and um, taking uh, a leave, which I'm not a big fan of. The other thing that happened was that same night, and I know this is no coincidence, I like really broke raw and just, um, I, I had been on a slippery slope where it started with a salad dressing that looked super yummy. And I thought, oh, it's just a salad dressing, you know, it's not so bad. But one thing led to another, as it does with me. And that night that I was um, animal sitting, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I had some bad stuff. And then it's been, you know, the usual struggle to get back on um, ever since. So that was the 16th. This is the 30th. So, yeah. I did fast for a couple of days, and I thought that I could fast the pain away. But what I didn't think about was that I'm doing housekeeping part-time to um, cover the cost of my room. It's like a trade. And, uh... I can't fast and do housekeeping. It's quite a workout. So while I'm grateful for the workout, that was not a good plan. 
and then it's just every day the struggle to get back on raw so today so far i'm doing great not so far i'm doing great period really my big goal today was to stay in bed to keep icing and heating my back and i reached a point where i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna go float in the ocean i know that's really good for it and i float and meditate but no i need to just stay in bed i can float tomorrow so the adhd is really um bugging me because i'm very bad at relaxing i've been you know making TikToks and not podcasting and I was doing some research on some things and I just I wanted to just read a book, finish this book. It's been so hard for me to finish this book by Jim Sincero called You're a Badass at Making Money. It's part of my whole plan to overcome scarcity thinking when I came to Hawaii. That was something I wanted to heal once and for all. I had gotten a lot better on the road with it, as you know. Um, but on land when I'm not driving, it's a bigger challenge. I think I had a lot more meditative time um, and did a lot more um, recordings to myself, uh, telling myself how proud I was of myself for overcoming things and meeting challenges head on and that when I was driving. And my days are just full of like doing, doing, doing and less time to reflect and I've been pretty consistent with my meditation. Um, Pretty consistent. (laughs) Uh, My other big goal here, besides overcoming scarcity thinking, was uh, to master the art of surrender. And um, I said I went to finally stay raw. (laughs) I can't believe I'm forgetting this as I'm doing my raw raw podcast. But uh, those three things, um, yeah, be careful what you wish for because I feel like that's exactly what's happening and not at all in the way that I pictured. I pictured, you know, my usual style, like taking the bull by the horns, not being forced to surrender, forced to overcome scarcity, thinking forced to stay raw because I'm in pain and... um, And as far as I can tell from the research I've done regarding pinched nerves, if I keep taking my weight down and uh, make my back stronger, that's my best bet for not having any more re-injury incidents. I'd like to tell you some really happy things. What happy news do I have? man I feel like this has been a tough a tougher trip for sure um a lot of a lot of tough love from the universe and I just want to keep going I keep thinking maybe it's time to pack it in and go home but I have a friend coming to visit me and I have a pup set coming up uh in Kona so I'll be island hopping and I also have these commitments to my animal sits in the south of France and Rabat, Morocco. But this pain uh, in my back became so bad, I thought that's really irresponsible. And I had never really thought about the consequences of getting injured while I'm traveling solo. And now I'm, of 
course, giving a lot of thought to that and the fact that I don't have insurance that um, transfers out of the state of Illinois and that this may send me home. So I'm doing everything that I can right now and it is improving, but I can see where I've made a lot of mistakes and I want to learn from those. Maybe somebody else will learn from them too. Um, first mistake was breaking raw. That really, uh, I can see where that was where I, I initially veered into trouble. And um, when I set out to find a heating cooling pack, I found one about a mile from the hostel. But instead of turning around and coming straight back to use it, I continued on another mile to get bird seed because I was out of bird seed for the little nubby-footed doves that are here. Um, there are two of them, sisters, I guess, that don't have feet, or they have one foot, actually. One has one foot, one I think has none. Just little legs, little peg legs, I call them, the peggies. So, I really like to feed them because I know it's harder for them to find food, but this is the trouble. The, the, I think my biggest challenge with having ADHD is prioritizing intelligently um, because they would have found food or they would have gone a day without some, but they would have been okay. I needed to get back and take care of my back. And instead I continued on, on a walk that even when I was fine before the injury, I felt it was mm, too long because it was usually going up there to get groceries. And so it was a four mile walk there and back, but with a loaded backpack. So I would usually take the bus back. And the one time that I didn't, I was really, I, I really wished I had, but I was with someone who convinced me we could make it just walking with too many fruits and vegetables, but live and learn. But I didn't, I didn't learn. Instead, I, I walked up and back, and I had added to my backpack once I got up there. And I didn't know at that time, but I do know now, that walking is, and even standing, is not good for pinched nerve that it aggravates it. So I was putting more pressure on it, and then I loaded up my backpack even more and put even more pressure on it and it was raining and there are slippery stones here um in on the sidewalks they're like um yeah like mosaic stones all pressed together and so i was walking very slowly it took me a couple hours it usually takes me 90 minutes so with every block it just got worse and you know you can only learn from your mistakes and just do better and I can do a lot better than that and I will never make that mistake again so by the time I got back I had to have someone carry my things upstairs because I just could not do it I was doing well just to get upstairs and get to my boat so but it is doing a lot better now and I really don't want to focus anymore on it I just wanted to fill you in on it and um I've also gotten to see fireworks and um, had some great conversations, made some great friends, and um, it's 
hard to think about uh, the possibility of not getting to do Europe after all, and even harder to think about having to disappoint those people that I set up sits with quite a while back and tell them, like, I made some bad decisions and injured myself. But I'm really feeling like this is the responsible thing to do. My business really tanked my animal communication practice coming here, and maybe I shouldn't have set out to try to overcome scarcity thinking because I feel like this has a lot to do with it. Um, yeah, be careful what you ask for. I, I want the lessons, uh, but this has been insanely humbling having uh, been doing animal communication full-time, just fine in the fall, and then have it go down to hardly anything now. It's been shocking, it's been humbling, it's been depressing, it's been very challenging. I started doing, um, I set up on my page again, uh, hypnotic dream work, and pitched that idea to several hostels. No one was interested not so far. Um, I did do this with a friend of mine and it went really well and I really love that work and I miss it. Um, but you just sometimes feel like the universe is not accepting what you are producing, I guess, or what you're contributing. I don't really understand except that it's probably part of this feeling, healing the scarcity thinking and just letting go. I wanted to learn the fine art of surrender to get better at this, and like I said, on the road, it was somehow easier seeing things work out on a daily basis, but here, it's just, you have to go more slowly, and it's just, the, the stakes are so much higher, um, without a vehicle, they're much higher, and just trying to accept that, it's <laughs> oh, the irony. I hope you're laughing with me. I hope you're having a beautiful day. I hope I can find more positive things to share with you. Um, <laughs> but then I'm also concerned about Gabe. We seem to be working things out, actually. Um, he talked about having his own solo trip, and I really thought he was going to go to Rome. And now I think he might not take it at all, even though I gave him my travel vouchers that I scored in San Diego by staying the night there uh, when the plane was too heavy going to Hawaii. Um, he's helped me out a few times here. I had another friend who's helped me out a few times, like just out of the blue. That was so fun and so sweet um, and so completely unexpected. Um, I had another friend who used to be a doctor who's now an acupuncturist, uh, call me and offer me some tips and advice with my back. That was super sweet. Uh, so those are all great positive things I'm very grateful for. Uh, but I do worry about Gabe uh, back in Chicago. It's the hardest part of winter there. January, February is always very challenging in Chicago. And his car was hit while it was parked overnight because he was having to deal with the insurance and a huge deductible. Um, he 
he's having to do things he hasn't done by himself before, like clip Chubby's nails or, or use the grinder on them. I always took care of that. So I'm very proud of him for tackling that, but I also worry that I know he's cutting corners on things because he's by himself back there and not splitting everything like we used to. He's covering it all by himself and I'm just getting more and more concerned about that because we had broken up and then we had a really great Christmas together and he really rose to the occasion. Um, he went to visit his ex-wife in Idaho and I was totally fine with that. I figured um, they were probably going to get back together and I just thought, well, that's probably going to be really nice for them. They have a lot of history together and, you know, it's just time for us all to, to move on. And that's not what happened at all. Um, he came back, and then he came to Iowa to get me. I was going to take the bus back to Chicago, which I haven't done in a very long time, but I was giving my car to my niece to use while I was traveling. And uh, he really wanted to come get me, so he did. And he doesn't like to drive, but he drove five hours by himself again after driving five hours to Idaho, or not Idaho, where is she? She's in she's further than Cleveland I think and um, <laughs> I can't believe I mixed that up Iowa, Idaho and Ohio people always mix up and I did it myself that's hilarious coming from a native Iowan but anyway not only, not only did he come to see me um, and pick me up and take me back to Chicago which was awesome and it was a great trip but he came up with an idea for New Year's, and this is a guy who does not like New Year's, doesn't doesn't really believe in it, says it's, he's always said it's, uh, expectations are too high, there's too much pressure, and again, he's a bit on the spectrum, so I understand, but I, I love New Year's, I love renewal, I love healing, I love fresh starts, uh, and so it's been a hard thing to give up, we really only had, like, one, like, kind of magical New Year's Eve out since we've been together, and that was our first one. Uh, it was a freezing cold night. The place we thought we'd go to was a hookah lounge. It was way too loud for people our age. <laughs> it was laughable, and so we're hurrying down the street. It's about to turn midnight, and we have no place to go. We're trying to find a place to duck into, and we find this, uh, this French bistro, this French restaurant, really, and we duck in there just before midnight, they give us free champagne, and it was, it was magical, it was fun, but that was, you know, like nine years ago, well, he really surprised me by coming up with this idea to go to an Irish pub for, for New Year's, and then we ended up going there, <laughs> not anywhere close to midnight, we went there like one in the afternoon, had an awesome lunch with a beautiful Christmas tree. They even lit the fireplace for us. We practically had the place to ourselves. We put the pogues on the jukebox and just had a really beautiful time. And then we went and got dog food, I think. And <laughs> went home and had another beautiful evening at home. And I really have a lovely life with Chubby and Gabe. And I appreciate it um, more now. I... I'm not going to be hard on myself and beat myself up about going off on my own or even about breaking up because I think it's been really, really good for us. 
I know a lot of people judge me for leaving him when he's such a good guy, but we both have things we needed to work on within ourselves. And, and oddly enough, it was a great way to work on the relationship and to appreciate it more and to value it more. Are, am I a hundred percent sure we're going to make it work? No, we're still two very different people, but I don't feel like I would be going back for the wrong reasons. Uh, you have to give it a chance when you see someone um, making such an effort to change, to grow, to be different, to be better. Um, that's really inspiring and, uh, and it's a good relationship, like, in a lot of ways. And I miss my dog, too. I miss her a lot. Um, I miss them both, and for a long time, I did not miss Gabe. And I'm sorry if he's listening to this right now. I don't think he is, but, um... I just, for so many years, thought, what is wrong with me that I don't miss him? And I think it was because I was not allowing myself to live the life that I knew I needed to live. And now I've gotten to experience life as a nomad, and it's definitely not all rainbows and lollipops, but it's been good. I've grown a lot. I plan to continue to grow. I love growth. I love self-healing. I plan to continue in that direction, but it, it may be time to regroup and take better, better care of myself not on the road, uh, but at home for a while. He does understand that I'm always going to need to travel, and he's made peace with that, and hopefully we travel more together. I'd love to go back to Ireland together again. Um, I totally see that happening. Um, I think we can make some compromises. I think we can work it out and hopefully feel like more than siblings, more than roommates, more than friends, because that's what it felt like to me for the last few years. And I, I couldn't live with that anymore. And maybe you can relate. I think of my friend Doc, whom I took care of for a couple years, uh, who had Alzheimer's, and she said, no one can hold you back unless they have a gun to your head. And that really stuck with me because I knew I was letting him hold me back. I was allowing that to happen. And how did I grow? Did my life change when I stopped doing that? Yes, it was painful for everybody at times, but I don't regret it. I hope that you take that leap of faith if you're feeling this way. I promise you won't regret it. And I'm excited to see him travel by himself. I hope he really follows through on that. He really loves to just be home with me and the dog, and he wants me home all the time, and it's just not who I am. It's very difficult for me. 
couch and watch TV night after night. I, that's not the life I want for myself. So we're going to have to figure that out. Otherwise I end up being very resentful and not eating healthily because I'm trying to comfort myself in a situation that's uh, very uncomfortable. So at least we've shown a light on all of this. I definitely need to take care of my back and my food and my finances. I've definitely uh, accumulated some significant debt traveling this past two years. So I have a feeling once I get back there that the business is going to shape up again. But there's no guarantee. And so I may have to work for someone else again. And I'm trying to visualize what that would look like in the healthiest ways. The old me would have gone back and worked fleet crew for an airline again because I love the travel benefits. But I do not love working um, in positions that end up stressing me out, and then I comfort myself with sugar, and then I end up getting tendinitis, which is basically another injury. That's an old pattern of mine. Work too many hours, comfort myself with sugar, get tendinitis, doing repetitive work like slinging luggage and hauling luggage and it happened at UPS also, moving packages, um, it happened at massage school uh, when I was working doing a lot of free work on uh, physical therapists. So I learned that that was a pattern of mine. The new me, I keep thinking maybe I could work at Workplace, which is just down the street from uh, our apartment and work with animals every day, maybe learn how to groom or just work in reception. I think a neighbor of mine still works there. I might ask her about it. It's, you know, it's close to home. It's a little something extra and it's working with animals. So uh, that's a definite possibility. So I'm just trying to puzzle out some possibilities. Part of me cannot believe I'm going to eat that ticket to Paris. That I'm not going to Paris to marry myself at the Eiffel Tower again. That I'm not going to Morocco after I've wanted to for so long. That I won't be visiting the Tenerife Horse Rescue in the Canary Islands. It's really a tough pill to swallow. I cannot believe I'm considering that. But part of me recognizes that it would be irresponsible at this point. Unless the business really picks up. And I feel like it's only going to do that the more I surrender and stop trying to control everything. Like that little seahorse told me as he was dying and just trying to go off and finish his journey. And I kept trying to figure out a way to help him. So just stop trying to control everything. Asked him what he wanted to teach me. 
far, since I still can't believe I held the seahorse in my hand. Watched his little eye blink, his little tail curl up and unfurl. It was, it was like holding a unicorn. It was positively magical and surreal. Trying to think of other things that I've learned here. This trip is just so completely different from the last trip. I think I might have told you that I uh, ran into Fleetwood Jack from TikTok here, and I realized that we had been here at the same time last year, just not met each other. I didn't know about his TikToks until I got back to Chicago and just binge-watched all of them and have continued to because they're so uplifting and just... Uh, I love Ireland, I love Hawaii, and he and his mom seem to really embody everything I love about both places, and then he showed up here, <laughs> that was so bizarre, and now, uh, like, he's a friend and co-worker, and just a guy, just a kid, nice kid, uh, great attitude about life and traveling, um, but I kind of recognize my tendency there to put people on pedestals and we're all just people we're all just doing the best we can and I've really tried to refrain from doing that it's a little easier in your 50s than it is in your 20s and 30s even your 40s but it was just interesting to notice myself doing that and realize like we're all just people finding our way. So I set myself up with just some apples and bananas for today. I haven't had anything. I really haven't done anything. I've just been in bed resting, so I haven't gotten very hungry, but probably eat later tonight. may not be ideal, but it's just the way I feel right now. It's never very appetizing to go back to raw after you've been eating whatever you feel like eating. But my body just can't take that anymore. I know I said when I was in Monterey that if I wanted to continue to travel like I do, and to do triathlons, to continue doing those, that really wasn't an option anymore to eat whatever I want. It's just my brain does not operate well on that program. The freedom of it feels healing at times, but it's just such a high price to pay when um, I can't stay focused myself too, so I have to stop caring what people think about it and just do what's right for me. Isn't that funny? I know you're probably listening to this podcast still uh, because you're raw vegan or you're thinking about being raw vegan because it is the raw nomadic lens. But isn't it funny how often it comes down to what other people think? 
you seen me go there so many times during the course of this podcast. And it really doesn't matter, does it? You've heard me talk about having to leave a bunch of people at a dinner table because there was nothing for me there and go meditate instead. What a victory that was for me. I need to continue with that mindset. It's, it's okay. The world has lost been off its axis if I pull myself out of a situation and make a better choice for myself. Everything just keeps going. Nobody's brokenhearted. Nobody's devastated. Nobody's wounded. We just all keep going. But at the time, you get like, oh, it's all wrong. You just screw everything up. You upset people. But now it's such a fleeting moment in the grand scheme of things. It's so much better to just make the good choice for yourself. And you remember that you're worth it and that you're building something here. You're building the life that you want. I hope you're building the life that you want. That's what I want from all of us. Thanks for tuning in again. You could have done a lot of things with this time. But instead you chose to be here with me and I appreciate it. Carpe diem.